0: Hey everyone, just wanted to put a quick little disclaimer out there before we start up this Fight Week podcast. Zach and I always make sure to do these podcasts well in advance in order to ensure that we have all the content that we need Prior to a fight week that being said unfortunately being the sport of mma fighters do get hurt throughout their camps and there was a fighter who was recently injured right near the tail end of her camp that being said we are unsure of the details of if that fight is going to be happening with a new opponent or if it will be scheduled for a later date please make sure to check out the fierce fc socials for all the updates in terms of this fight as well as many others thank you so much and let's get into this fight week podcast all right. Well, that was a quick turnaround. We are back with another fight week for Fierce Challenger Series Six. Blake ruin alongside Zach Partridge and Zach. We got another really fun one as we return to Price, where it all began. First time in Price for two in in a uh, two years. I'm really excited for this
1: one. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be really fun. You know, it's kind of where, for Fierce started. You know, Cody putting on a couple shows a year down there in Price, and and you know he wanted to make that a priority to go back down there. So it looks like that'll be a Part of the rotation, um, the, I I was the commentator the last time we were in Price for the very first Challenger Series, and um, that's what kind of kicked all this off. So um, I think it'll be a it's it's a really fun environment. The venue is very cool, um, it's just a little bit different and unique. But we'll be down there every every summer for the foreseeable future
0: super super fun lineup of fights we're going to kick things off the first two are going to be some kickboxing matches but the kickboxers do have a little bit of mma experience under their belt as well greg allen uh out of sandoval fighting systems facing off against aiden marin coming up or coming down from salt lake city at sierra mma uh zach i know that this one is very interesting to you both fighters really really solid greg allen with an mma background as well
1: yeah i mean it it is interesting um it's fun to get Sierra represented on the card because uh you know, we, we have our former Bantamweight champ and you know local fan favorite Joel Harrow um coaching a lot of the kickboxing down there. We, you know, we all love um coach Pedro Sierra, like um, and so to have his athletes started representing on some of our cards, um, it's been a while since since we have. We're really excited to have them down represented. And obviously it's always fun. We'll talk about um, you know, um Greg Allen's coach, Freddie Sandoval later um in the main event but you know the fact that we can get a team from new mexico to come up and 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 fill a couple spots on our card is it's great. it's i think it'll be a lot of fun
0: yeah speaking of sierra mma as well as some people coming in from out of state lex perez facing off against nikia august in her second kickboxing match another one that i think is really interesting uh nikia or lex perez i apologize more of a grappler from what we've seen in terms of her mma background and things like that but i'm very curious to see how this striking match plays out
1: yeah i mean Alexis Perez is somebody that they, they, they just want to get her more comfortable standing and striking. Um, So uh, getting her some kickboxing experience, I think will be really good for her in her MMA career. I think it's something that more fighters should do. And I encourage more MMA fighters that maybe are a little gun shy to pull the trigger or, you know, they're working on just their striking, they're confident in their wrestling or their jujitsu, but want to do that. You know, getting some kickboxing matches under your belt is not a, is not a bad, bad thing at all. Um there's some fighters that, you know, we we talk about it's really hard to develop your skills as a fighter if you're going from camp to camp to camp to camp. You really level up in fights between camps when you're not training for a particular opponent or a game plan, but you're just you're just in the gym grinding and getting better. I kind of feel like if MMA is your goal um taking kickboxing matches kind of is a good way to see how you're leveling up without you know taking fights that maybe aren't advantageous in the MMA cage so um and then Nakia trained with Cody down in price for a while moved up to Salt Lake now is at Sierra um very exciting um debut for her um I think it'll be a lot of fun all right, Jake Jarman versus
0: Manny Cazares and I think this is going to be kind of a, a little bit of a grappler's delight. Jake Jarman 8 and 0 in grappling tournaments over the last couple of months. As for Manny Cazares, 17 and 5. Both fighters have been very very busy on the grappling side and now they're going to make that transition over to MMA.
1: Both come from great fight gyms too. Aguima versus uh, Jeremy Horn uh, elite performance. Um I'm I'm very interested in, you know, seeing how they come out. I mean, we're we're seeing we see on these challenger series Um, A lot of stars develop, making their debuts and develop, um, you know, Cross Hughes and Talon Carvalho um, on our last challenger series, um, you know, both making quick turnarounds, Talon last weekend in uh, Idaho Falls. And then, and then Cross Hughes on this card, um, not his debut fight, but his first one for um, in Utah. And uh, you know, these, these two will have the opportunity to, you know, enter that mix of, you know, 185ers where they're that's where they're eventually going to be as 185ers and enter that mix and and compete with some really really tough guys in that division
0: all right Lacey vasquez and jess rubio Lacey vasquez coming up from salt lake jess rubio a mainstay out at extreme couture in las vegas zach this is headlining the prelims what are you looking forward to in this one
1: um i've watched a couple of Lacey's fights and and you know jesse um they they think really highly of her as well um down in vegas um Lacey's fights are really fun. She fought one of my teammates in a very action-packed, fun fight. She did very well before she got caught in a submission in the in the third round. Um, training with uh, our 170 welterweight pro champ Carson Hardman and his camp at Excite MMA. Um, one thing we know from all those guys that come from that gym is they all train very, very hard and they're, they have very, very good cardio. At elevation in price, that's always something that's very interesting to see when you see the matchup with the fighters from Vegas coming up into some elevation. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how Lacey, um, pushes the pace in this fight. She is a very fast paced fighter and I'm, I'm excited to see Jesse who's somebody that, that that team talks fairly highly of.
0: Speaking of excited MMA fighters back to back on this one, kicking off the main card, we've got the return of Cross Hughes who brought the house down back in May. We had a whole lot of fun with him as well as his fans facing off against Dylan Bolt, who had an incredible knockout back in February two fighters that I think everyone's been itching to get back into the fierce cage.
1: I've noticed as we've been doing these longer and longer that one of the bummers is um sometimes we just have to make matchups where we I don't really want either guy to lose. <laughs> you know, uh we we had that with Ricky Mamone and Kyle Brown last weekend um and sometimes it just, you know, these these we we all know who they are like we we really Follow guys and and get invested, and in. we want the best for them. But sometimes it just makes too much sense for them and for a promotion to make some of these fights happen. I think Cross Hughes versus Dylan Bolt is a very very fun fight. Um, a way to kick off the main card with two two strikers that um you know they they obviously both have. A lot of power in their hands, a lot of pop for pop for Dylan Bolt to get a one-punch knockout against Kyle Brown the way that he did. And and then, I mean, Cross Hughes had some beautiful combinations and and a nasty low leg kick um, in his debut for us. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that fight.
0: Yeah, no, that's going to be a super fun one. Another super fun one. We've got one of two rematches on this card. Brendan Myers facing off against Tony Garcia rematch from back in March that ended a little too early for fierce fans. Uh, Zach, you just putting this one back on had, I think myself as well as all the people behind the scenes, very, very excited for this card.
1: Well, you know, it it needed to happen. And it's one where Brendan got another quick win. Uh, He got a quick win um, in May and wanted to run it, get, get on it back. And it was like, you know, Tony Garcia is now one and two with that disqualification Brendan Myers is now two and one. If Brendan Myers fought somebody else and got a and he becomes three and one, three and one versus a one and two just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, so it's kind of like, hey guys, if you guys really want to run this back, it's now or never. You know, um, Brendan won the first round. And then I think Tony was on it well on his way to winning the second round before throwing an illegal knee. Um, accidentally throwing an illegal knee. I don't think he meant to to knee um Brendan by any means in the face, but um you know, it's just like you said, it was just it just ended too soon. We we didn't see what happened. You know, that could have got to a third round. Brendan could have got his could have got a second win and and taken back over. He shows he has shown an insane amount of improvement from his first fight to his last fight, even in the striking department. And he looked very good against Tony the first time. Um I you know, Tony has a very good wrestling base. Brendan, very good jujitsu guy. Um both very good grapplers. It, it's a really fun fight. And, you know, I, I think, um, I think having a clear definitive answer on, on, you know, who the better fighter is at this point in their careers is um, it was necessary, super necessary as our friend Jorge Masvidal would say.
0: Yeah, no. I, and I also think that, that just to talk a little bit about the way that the disqualification happened this last time, it was really, they were trading back and forth knees up the middle the entire time. It just so happened that one of them landed a little bit more North than the others, Mason Sorensen, the return of him versus Michael Eastwood three years off versus four years off. And Zach, when I was doing my boards and my research for this card, this could be fight of the night, Mason Sorensen,
1: the price local as well. I have this circled as my fight of the night. Um, both of them coming off long layoffs, both of them were undefeated till their last fight. Both coming off losses on these long layoffs, and both of them losing title fights in their last fights. The 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 parallels are are very weird. Um, it was like they were on a crash course that they should have fought like three years ago, and it just and it didn't happen. And so, as they both decide they're going to get back into it, I'm re- the winner of this fight. Probably gets thrown right into the the title mix. Their next fight would probably be for our 125 ame title. Uh, the winner of this fight, it's a good number one contender fight. And what I'm really fascinated is is whoever doesn't get their hand raised in this fight, you know, both of them went on multi year layoffs after their last losses. I'm kind of interested to see what that happens. I I hope both of them win or lose, you know, can get active here because they're both very good young fighters. I mean, you could tell their game because they're they're both fight like they're coming back right into the lion's den. They're not asking for a warm up fight. That happens all the time. People, ah, I've had a couple of years off. Can I can I get like a warm up fight? And it's like, no, man. Like both you guys are killers. You don't need warm up fights. You guys fight each other. And and Michael Eastwood was an instant yes. Mason Sorensen, instant yes. So uh, I think this is a very interesting fight. And like I said, I think. I'm hoping that the winner of this fight is healthy enough that they could compete for our 125 vacant 125 Ammy title um, later this year or first to next year.
0: I did kind of want to ask you the the process of getting these two guys kind of back in the game. Do you have any sort of insight on how that all came to be and and what it was like just getting them back, or was it just kind of a simple phone call?
1: Well, uh, Carson Hardman reached out to me, and he's let me know that the Ami's Um, that were from his gym, and he told me that that Michael was back training the way that he should. Um, excite MMA is probably one of the most disciplined gyms that I know of, as far as it's you know, you've you've been in MMA gyms, right? Um, you've seen it where people kind of come and go in and out of camp and stuff. Um, if you want to be a member of their gym and represent their team, you're there six days a week. No and, ifs, or buts. They don't play, they don't play around. So Michael Eastwood kind of he went on his run, lost maybe lost his fire a little bit and just decided, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, he was, he's, he still is very young and wanted to go see what else there was out in the world than just, you know, being in an MMA gym six days a week and, and fighting. And, and so he, he, uh he, he bowed out and uh, and from the gym for a while and then decided, Hey, it's, it's time to fight again. You know, he went and traveled a little bit, saw some things, did some things and is ready to get back at in it. So, you know, they welcomed him back and, once he was back in the gym for a couple of months, they they wanted to get him a fight. And everybody from their gym, Carson's that way. We, we They just say yes. They've never said no to a fight. They just say yes. They just want to fight. And they'll fight the toughest. They'll, they'll fight whoever. And then, you know, Mason, I think just the, the opportunity, the right time to come back, coming back to Price and just being able to fight in front of his hometown.
0: That will be so much fun, one to definitely circle on the card. This next one, though, is one that I think a lot of people are going to be filling in those seats for, Andrew Mickelson, Chris Chu, a rematch from 2021. Both of these guys have been on an absolute tear and a beeline back for each other within the state of Utah MMA, both fighters winning amateur belts, and the only loss has been for Andrew Mickelson uh, pretty shortly after that fight, but Chris Chu believes that he's the guy that can take down the middleweight champ.
1: Oh, man, does he believe it ever? I mean... I, I I'll say this. I mean, Chris really feels like, you know, he fought Andrew on a few weeks notice, but Andrew's camp's very quick to point out. Andrew had only been training for a few months when he took that fight. So uh, very interested to see um, that gap and how much it's closed. Chris has gotten significantly better. If you go back and watch his last few fights Um, since his Andrew Mickelson fight. It's just very interesting to see if he's closed that gap and 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 has closed closed that gap enough to find a path to victory on Andrew, where Andrew held a distinctive uh striking advantage in the in their first meeting. Um, Chris, you know, training with Ramsey Najim, I think has been really good for him. He, I mean, he dominated a wrestler in his last fight, and he dominated him in the wrestling department. Um He's also been just very focused on getting this fight back. I mean, this has been his number one priority probably since he fought Andrew. He won, he won his, Chris won that title uh, for Steel Fist. And, uh, and uh, I mean, that's literally all he's wanted. And he didn't care where it happened or, or what, but that he wanted, he wanted that rematch back. And he, I mean, he won a 170 title and he's coming back up to 185. They both have been down to 170 now. You know he's come back up one one eighty five. So um, it's one where you know I Andrew's a great athlete. He's a great competitor. He's a great fighter. But you know Chris, Chris is the type of guy that if Andrew thinks that it's going to be a cakewalk and he's just going to go away super easy, he uh, I I think Chris is going to bring a very high level of intensity to that fight that Andrew's going to have to match. And but I I think it'll be a really entertaining fight.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the thing that I did want to ask you is like, we look at what it showed on like the actual card and it shows that Andrew Mickelson won that fight pretty handily, but that's not necessarily the case when you think about how things have changed. However, Andrew Mickelson, I think it's very arguable that he has also improved a high amount as well. So those two facing off in our co-main event is definitely can't miss MMA going down in Price, Utah.
1: Oh, go ahead. I'm just going to say this. If we went and time-stamped it, I think that Andrew Mickelson's fight was over around 8.50, 8, 8.45, 8.50. At, um, at 8.57, I got a text message from Chris Chu on April 21st, the night that Andrew became champion. It said, Zach, amateur or pro, I want Andrew next.
0: I'll leave it at that. My goodness, like, that is something <clears throat> to cut a promo for headed into July 8th. We're going to kick over to our main event marco sanchez freddie sandoval a pro middleweight bout the return of marco sanchez after 14 months away freddie sandoval no scrub but no doubt about it zach
1: yeah i mean these two they're i think they're they are uh, uh marco um marco alluded to it in his podcast with you you know cut from the same cloth a little bit he knows that freddie's gonna be very game and and there i mean the guy the guy took a really long layoff he took a short notice fight and then you know he took a short notice fight in bellator you know like and, and he went, he goes in there and he he goes down swinging you know and he's he's there to he's there to fight and compete and um marco is i think marco has been hearing a lot i think too many people are writing off marco at 1 and 3 I think they look at his record and they go, oh, he's one in three. And they kind of write him off. I am very quick to point out to people with Marco. Those three losses are to really, really good fighters, though. He didn't lose to somebody that's like, that guy's a scrub. You, had, They had no business being in there with you and you lost. like that. I, You look at strength of schedule, like Ty Gwerter, that guy's a monster. Greg Ellis. That guy's turned out to be a monster. Four in a row, multiple,
0: multiple belts now under his under his waist.
1: I really and and you know uh Tracy Hardy, very good jujitsu guy. I mean, Marco is too, but they they were both digging for heel hooks in that fight. I remember it. And Tracy just latched onto it first, and Marco had to tap. Like, okay, like he's Marco's Marco's a stud. And he's game. And I think if he's right. Up here, uh, you'll see it in the cage. And um, I think Marco has the potential to springboard and become a very active, competitive rising star in the state of Utah. I really believe that. His skill set suggests that. I just think he has to put some things together. And um, I, I believe that he can make that happen. Freddie Sandoval, he knows what he's coming up for. He knows. And he doesn't care. And I love the MMA world. It's full of just... Crazy dudes that have crazy self-confidence that believe they can come in and and spoil the party. I think it's really that's really fun. I I think that's a really fun experience that more fighters should try to experience is go fight the hometown person and try and spoil their party, you know. But it's all respect. He's been great to work with, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that fight.
0: Saturday night, July 8th, Price, Utah, Carbon County Event Center. Doors open at four. Fight start at five. Is that correct, Zach? Yes, sir. We cannot wait for it. Thank you all so much for watching. Zach, thank you so much for chatting a little bit about this card. And we'll see you you in just a couple of days.